This is the Urban Political, the podcast on urban theory, research, and activism. I welcome you to this episode, introducing the German language journal for critical urban research called Superbahn. My name is Markus Kipp, and I hand over to my colleague Ross Beveridge, who had a conversation with two members of the editorial collective of the journal. Carla Nettelblatt and Nina Kribat. The occasion for that conversation was the 10th anniversary of that journal, and the conversation touches on issues such as why it is important for the journal to publish in German, how the editorial collective organizes itself horizontally, the open access strategy of the uh, journal, and finally also its relationship to political debates and struggles of the current moment. It is the first part of a series of episodes introducing and discussing a variety of publication outlets and discussion fora for urban research and action in different geographical contexts. And now over to you, Ross. It's 10 years birthday of Superban this year. So it was the, the, the reason for the occasion for the, the, the interview made us think it would be really interesting to um, talk to you guys about um, why the journal was set up, what you've achieved and these kind of things, because we obviously read it and we're fans of it. We, 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 uh, we know what Superban does. But of course, lots of people outside of Germany and German-speaking countries won't know it, of course. So uh, and we, had an idea, we had this idea that it'd be very interesting to hear from uh, sort of non-English-speaking uh, outlets that are contributing to urban studies uh, and sort of political debates in cities. Um, so if we go back, if we rewind back 10 years to um, uh, the beginning, what, what was the context? You know, if we think about the German context then, and what prompted you to set up Soberbahn? Yeah. <laughs> so um, some of us were part of the critical geography group in um, meeting regularly in Kreuzberg and within this group we started a conversation that somehow in the German speaking academia at the time urban studies or critical urban studies was a little bit of a dispersed kind of um, uh, affair like there was not really a dedicated journal to urban studies or to critical urban studies at the time and um, that would also integrate like different disciplinary uh, perspectives so the German debate at the time and also the critical yeah uh, debate at the time was somehow very dispersed in like different disciplinary journals so what we wanted to set up was was like a more or less a forum to have more interdisciplinary debates and also you had to really provide like a forum for critical urban studies to come together in the German-speaking world. Um, I think we were also a little bit like maybe frustrated that 
this there were so many options at the time already like in the anglophone world and uh, like some of us had also yeah been to some exchanges um in, to this world or visited like conferences and we were a bit frustrated that we didn't have an option like this yeah i mean i wasn't there 10 years ago so it's very hard for me to to answer that question but i think from what i've uh heard and also read um in suburban is that i think maybe a second dimension or a second reason for um like founding the journal was to also engage a dialogue or start a conversation with more with that more interdisciplinary english speaking mm. discussions that were going literatures that were going on at the time because i mm. think there was a kind of feeling that that was very much not part of the german speaking discussion at the time no so there was like mm. uh i think maybe quite a close discussion in sociology that would then sometimes maybe address urban issues but mm. maybe more on the side and then there was uh discussions and planning that were happening on like very german topics but both in terms of i think themes and topics but also in terms of like conceptual and theoretical perspectives on the issues that were discussed we felt like there wasn't it was i mean i wasn't there so i can't say we felt like but i think there was a bit of a a bit of a need to to, to open up that space to also more international debates yeah um but maybe one point to add we really thought it was also a very important thing to have a german language mm. um um a journal to have like the opportunity to also expand upon the anglophone discussions because um I think some of us had made the experiences that the topics we were looking at in order to really place them into like an anglophone setting you would have to also yeah m invest quite a bit to make them relevant somehow <laughs> and I think that this form of translating somehow between like the very particular context that you might be doing your research in and like a so-called international mm. audience or an international debate I think there's like you you also lose bits in this translation process and I think that we were interested in also creating like a German language forum in order to address this but not to like close ourselves off in any ways but to also have yeah a possibility to yeah address yeah our concerns more or less mm. and i think so, sorry just to 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 briefly add uh, one more point that i think seems relevant is that that the way i perceive it was that is that um there was also always already a very sort of conscious um like self-positioning pos positionality that was very critical of um 
I mean, in, in the suburban collective that was very critical of the like English speaking hegemony in urban mm -hmm. studies as well. And I think that was, that was a big motivation to say, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a German speaking journal. And I think what was there from the start, and I think what is very, very beautiful about it is that there was always an effort and still is to also translate urban studies literatures from other contexts so not just from the english-speaking world but also from mm -hmm. brazil and i think there's spanish texts that we french. always french um yeah. russian i think even one um so i think that that's an important point to add mm -hmm. uh i was wondering if you said a little bit more about the um um what it means to um have this uh, critical urban studies tradition in 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 the german language so what 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 difference does the lang a language make you know mm -hmm. especially you know you, you talked about all these different inputs you know taking from other places not just the the anglo-american debates but um if you think about the dominance of those debates you think you have to translate them in into a german context or you you might not want to translate them to a certain extent there might be things that aren't translatable what difference does the context of germany make that could be it might be empirical it might be the 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 the, the, the tradition of critical thinking or the, you know what's the tradition of urban thought in germany you, know, we, you talked a little bit about the The context at the time, you know, it's a bit in sociology, a bit in planning, but are you tapping into a, a, a wider tradition there in, 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 in sort of German sort of Wissenschaft, you know, in mm -hmm. science? Um, uh, and what difference do you think that that language makes as well, you know, in terms of, uh, um, because, I mean, it, is, it, it does make a difference. And uh, I, I wondered if you could just sort of talk about how you, how you, how you think about that, how you, how you, Position the journal then and maybe ongoing since then? Matuma, you go. I don't know, it's really hard. Difficult question. It's a difficult one, but. I mean, maybe I find a starting point in in um, saying that we didn't really have like a tradition that we wanted to continue or something like this. Like we didn't come from critical theory or something like this. And we like we came from all sorts of different angles and we always kind of thought that it was also a benefit to bring them together and to kind of yeah create like a journal where you could address different concerns as long as they were critical in terms of like social relations and of power relations um inequalities etc like i mean that sounds extremely vague now but somehow like there wasn't like this clear thing that we thought like okay yeah us here in germany we have like a wonderful <laughs> kind of uh, um heritage maybe even like we didn't really have anything like this i mean we did have like of course a few texts like when you go back to like 
uh, Häusermann and Siebel, for instance, like we did, we, we do have a category where we have like old texts read anew or something like this. And of course, we have some German texts in there, but we also have other texts in there that we found were like really interesting. Um, yeah, so we don't really have that kind of trage trajectory. Um, we had the feeling somehow in terms of writing style, and I, I'm, I mean, this is not kind of super closely related, but I think there is something that German science was also kind of like the argument is often developed in a fairly different way, mm. somehow. Like in 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 a lot of like the uh, German science, like it's not written in this very argument oriented way like the that has developed in the anglophone world i think and i think we were inspired by this in terms of how the articles are structured like i think in that respect i think we do have more uh, uh we we take a little bit our yeah it's, it's more connected to that like i'm not sure if that makes sense yeah. I think that's an interesting point you raise that kind of already addresses the sort of nitty gritty what what is a good what is a good text for us or like um what is what sort of like what what is um what are the contributions we are looking at in terms of like the craft or the like the very tool of writing but just to go back to to your question I think I think you are absolutely right Nina that there was no no tradition of critical urban thought in Germany or still, you know, I think it's it's in its infancy. And I think that that gap was part of the motivation or the reason to 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 found a journal like Suburban really. Um, yeah, I just I, th I just thought we, we, we should probably um, say a bit more about what the journal does. Um, mm. Obviously, I just I know the journal, but so what? Thinking now, what 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 does what does the journal do? How would you describe it? Uh, uh, all the bits and pieces that you know the you know you have different sections, and uh, someone someone who can't read German and wants to know what Superban is doing. How would you how how would you describe it? Uh, its main kind of content. Uh, in an in a average suburban uh, issue? Well, we are an, an online open access journal, which is very important to us. Um, with And we publish twice a year, um, three, three issues, two to three issues, depending on on um, submissions we get and we have different um, sections in the journal so there's a sort of like traditional article sections that um, sees peer-reviewed articles um, sometimes curated around a theme like a specific topic that we um, suggest sometimes with an external um, editor, curator, so like a person that sort of like approaches us with an idea, um, but also um, random uh, collections of, of articles that sort of find their way um, to us. Um, we also have uh, 
three other sections um one called magazine which is a more sort of is um see like uh, publishes shorter shorter texts that are a bit more they're, that are not peer reviewed and a bit more creative um in terms of style but can also include um uh photography for example um that is a section that is very important to us then we have um the debate section which um i think is quite a superban thing if you will um where we usually have authors um mm, suggesting or proposing uh uh some sometimes rather controversial the uh, thesis and then we invite uh, a group of 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 authors to to respond um to that uh to that claim and and through that um try and sort of spark uh a debate that yeah i think that that often works very well and is 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 i think readers enjoy reading um and then we have a book review section that's it I think maybe the debate format just yeah. to explain that a bit further like we we sometimes work with like an old text or something mm -hmm. like this and let uh, um some people comment on it from today's perspective sometimes we do have like um an initial uh, uh text that someone submits that is suitable for something like this because it's a bit controversial um sometimes we do um talks in it like that has also happened and also worked pretty well um so it's a bit of an open format and it is uh, actually a, a quite successful in that we hear that it's often mm. uh, used in teaching actually the so debates, people yeah people okay. like to use it in teaching because it's really it, it um Yeah, I think it shows that you can have different uh, perspectives on issues that, and that like uh, critical urban studies is also a fairly diverse field with very different um, conceptual approaches, methodological approaches, and with also a lot of debate between. And I think that that's um, something that we try to also address in the journal like it's is is this diversity like we are not a kind of critical urban studies equals political economy approaches journal um we do try to address like yeah more diverse perspectives mm. yeah actually i wanted to ask you um about that um but what, one question before that just in terms of um The money, the financing, you know, that's, that's, that's a big thing for these kind of uh, ventures. Uh, how uh, how do, do you finance Soboban? And uh, uh, what about the editorial board? I mean, uh, are, is anyone receiving a salary or half a salary? I mean, is, is it all sort of coming out of your own uh, sort of time budgets how how does it how does it op, how does it work how how many of uh, of the uh, of, of the editor, editor how many people are on the editorial board you know how do you keep it going it's uh, 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 presumably very tricky Zupoban works as a collective there's 15 of us at, of at, at the moment which i think is important to mention and um, we all do this for like for 
like we don't we don't get paid um some of us i don't know have contracts that allow for superburn to take place during work hours um most of us don't um is this correct yeah and um we have uh at the moment um funding through the deutsche forschungsgemeinschaft dfg which is also running out though so it's very precarious but nina is going to say more about this in a second um which allows for one um uh, secretariat secretary um um person that gets paid and that sort of takes Uh, or like looks after the sort of like everyday logistics of the admin stuff exactly um yep but we've only had this person since mm -hmm. our last round of dfg funding like um so for a long time we, we really operated completely on um yeah voluntary basis in that sense um We've always paid, like, obviously our proofreading and, like, also the um, the layout, like someone who's doing the layout. So this was, like, always expenses that we've had. Um, and the last DFG funding allowed us to um, get support on, like, all the organizational issues and also increasingly also on the demanding technical issues because... Um, Uh, we do use like an open open journal system, uh, um, OJS. yeah, OJS, open journal systems uh, software <laughs> to publish it. And it's, I mean, it sounds as if like the software is just there and you use it, but it's far more complex than that. And um, Michael has been like a really great help in making that run much better and also making our like processes that are quite um, complex run much smoother um, in terms of finances we did have two rounds of dfg funding um, so the german science foundation or how are they called in um, science foundation like they do um, try to invest a bit in um, creating like an open access publication Uh, network in Germany so we've um, uh, put in applications to receive funding through two of those streams and um, that has been very helpful um, over the last years um, and we've also now like um, we, we are <laughs> we are organized as a Verein like as an um, association. association basically so we can receive donations and we um, do have some supporting members who also pay like a m monthly fee or uh, it's, it's, they are not really subscribers mm -hmm. because we are open access so everyone can read us without paying for it um, we did have like a little uh, perk for people who donate above a certain um, uh, fee per year. Like they they get like um, a print print version. So we don't really exist in print, but we do produce some print for those who are like um, uh, our Fördermitglieder, our supportive members. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we have supporters, they do that. And um, we also, for those authors who are in an institution that has institutional money to fund open access publications, we do also charge publication fees. Um, for authors who don't have this, we still publish it for free, obviously. So we try to kind of make the journal accessible both for readers and also um, uh, those authors. Um, and it's always been like a mixed funding, but the DFG funding has helped a lot. In the future now, or right now, we are super happy that... Um, we won't charge any publication fees any longer because we've um, joined like another consortium that is uh, trying to get all the university libraries and research institute libraries to join funds. Um, so they are creating a pot of money that then hands out that money to journals who have um, certain... Uh, who are part of their network. So a network has founded it. We are part of it. And um, for the next three years, we'll receive uh, um, yeah, funds through that channel, won't charge any uh, publication costs any longer. So it's even... It's it's it, I think it's a fantastic solution. Like And it's it's been quite some work to set it up but we hope that this is kind of the future of open access journals like ours so complex yeah yeah um but it's good that there's this hope for for, for this kind of project uh, uh, even mm -hmm. if it's uh, always a little bit uncertain um so maybe we can talk a little bit about the the, the content we, we touched on it you know you said there uh, there are 15 of you um you know, my a question that we had was, you know, what does critical urban studies mean? You know, in in, in this German context, according to Silberban, you don't have a, a one kind of school of thought on the editorial board. So, could you say a little bit more about what what you try to do there? Do you have a, a strategy for um, dealing with the different debates? Or do the editors reflect? the diversity of debates do you think about that when you invite people do you spend the whole time having massive arguments about what what urban th theory is or you know are the, the political economy people fighting with the the, the kind of the, the post-structuralists or, or how, how does it how does it work you know especially in terms of pooling content together you know I don't know. Okay, <clears throat> I just wanted to add one more thing about the editorial board which I which I think um I forgot to say is that what I think makes the collective very special is, you know, there's 15 of us and the way I think we're organized is very non-hierarchical or it is for sure, um, both in terms of like institutional affiliation. So there's people with professorships and people who've just handed in their PhDs like me and we all work in like very democratic structures, taking decisions together, meeting once a month, um, investing a lot of time in, yeah, curating the journal and working together and like being very deliberate about the fact that this is, this is something that is very important to us. And even though, you know, taking, uh, 
uh, you know, like it, it, we're very conscious of the fact that the, the decision to like work in a collective means investing a lot of time that sometimes we don't have, but that is something that I think is very is very crucial or is, is I think a very essential part of, of how we work and is something that we want to continue um, you know like sometimes our like we, we meet every second Friday a month and like sometimes our I don't know meetings they last for hours and hours and we really take time to discuss I don't know like even just like one article at length and in depth and I think that's that's quite unique and from that then stems discussions on different topics and themes. I don't know if you want to make a start on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can make a start on like the difficult uh, question on what constitutes like critical um, studies. Like, I mean, I, I already said that, that we do try to reflect like the diversity of critical urban studies in 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 yeah in many ways so we do consciously try to bring in different voices into the debate and also into our editorial collective so if we feel we need more people we really think on who could join us so we are not like um yeah ending up as a bunch of researchers all addressing like duh, 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 all the same things so um <clears throat> In a topical sense, like also looking at what people actually research, but also in terms of approaches, we're trying to kind of um, have some diversity in our group, as difficult as it is also. And in terms of, um, yeah, big conflicts, like I think in some ways, like at least I mean, I haven't been as involved as you in the last two years because I had a child, like he's pretty young now. So uh, that's why I, there's quite a few suburban <laughs> babies and we also like, we work as an edit, uh, as a collective. So sometimes people also step back for a time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as far as I see it, I think we are kind of appreciative to what different perspectives can bring to the table, kind of. And um, that makes us a little bit non-exclusive and not so super conflictual. So I don't think that any of us really thinks like this is like, I don't know, a, a school of thought that's kind of the best and needs to be there all the time and is better than all the rest like I mean we we are appreciative that different schools of thought can address different aspects uh, of critical urban thought and that that's kind of um, useful to also have uh, to provide space for in the journal I don't know mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's something we're proud of, no? This like heterogeneous um, set of perspectives, and maybe just to give our listeners uh, an idea of like themes and topic yeah. that have um, topics that have uh, that that were part of um, our last issues. Um, we had um, we had one on feminist and queer analysis of the city. Um, 
one on emotions in the city, uh, another one on, on childhood in the city, which uh, was interesting and um, people thought was very, yeah, <laughs> uh, was, was quite unusual maybe. Um, but also there's always, and I think quite regularly um, over the past years, uh, issues on methods of like critical urban studies. And that also connected to um, mm. knowledge production and what it means to be a critical urban researcher. So there's definitely, I think, that dimension that we also like to see um, in the journal of, I, I don't know, just to have to sort of like reflect on our own ways of, of knowing. Um, and yeah, I think, um, you know, there's there's issues sometimes that have a bit more of like a political uh, economic lens on, say, housing. Um, but then there's also, you know, those that look at everyday gardening practices. I mean, you know, I think it's not uh, mutually exclusive, I think. Um, I think we benefit from 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 that variety, yeah. Um, sorry, if, if, if maybe another uh, really impossible question to answer. But so, what's the hook that holds everything together? Mm. You know, what's what's the critical part? You know, uh, something Marcus and I, uh, and I'm sure lots of researchers are always not always, but sometimes asking themselves, um, and we think about it in terms of. Uh, the content in, in the podcast sometimes you know what what does it really mean I mean of, often you can just if you're reading an, an article I suppose if you get an article and someone sends it you can sense it if it's sort of critical urban studies but how would you really you recognize it you know if if the school isn't if the if the strand isn't important what's the what's what's the thing that makes it uh Uh, part of that category of critical urban studies. We should really be able to answer, to answer this question, but it's such a tough one, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Maybe a starting point would be to um, reflect a bit more generally on the uh, sort of like academic system we find ourselves in. I mean, um, I think compared to, say, US American or uh, that sort of like UK context, I think German, like urban studies generally in Germany, but critical urban studies in particular still hold a very minor space at uh, like um, in um, in academic institutions, which I think mirrors in, in the fact that there's very few, if, if any, professorships on like interdisciplinary urban urban studies in Germany. Um, yeah, um, not not very many. Um, and so the idea to connect critical thought with empirical research on the urban, whatever we define it as, I think um, is something that is um, that is not very developed and I think is a, is, 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 is a contrast to say geography schools in the UK where you know like everyone reads um, Marx or um, 
the post-structuralists, that that synergy is simply non, often non-existent. Same with planning. It's very technical. It's very like you know close to engineering, um, and so I think that that conversation between um, critical thought and just the social science generally and the more um, sort of like built environment disciplines is is something um, you know like I don't want to like make grass generalizations, but it's something that happens very rarely within the German academic system and i think this is this is our starting point and it's it maybe it's probably like a very dull definition but this is this is how i would see it i mean we i think we had like over the years we also had discussions about this again and again and we have these discussions when we look at our articles also like what is hmm. the critical angle in this at all and I think in the beginning we had a we had um, some agreement that it should be like gesellschaftskritisch in some ways, like um, for um, processes of marginalization, of um, inequalities, for power, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we we are interested in in articles that address either the manifestations of inequalities and margin marginalization processes um, that address uh, power relations or power structures um, but I think it's fairly broad in, in many ways and I mean when you talk about like also yeah the non-sexist city for instance it, it, You, you can talk about issues of racism, um, of diversity. I, I think you, you can you can pick your battles, kind of. Like I mean, there's a lot to be discussed, and it's fairly broad in some sense. But like one of these issues, I think needs to be addressed in an article in our journal somehow. Um, Can I just, I mean, this is in German, but can I just read it from like course, the yeah. uh, 2012 um, uh, sort of position paper manifest, manifesto? Unseres Erachtens muss kritische Forschung über eine negative Dialektik hinausgehen, indem sie nicht einfach das Bestehende kritisiert, sondern das im Entstehen Begriffene positiv hervorhebt, respektive die konkreten Potenziale für gesellschaftliche Veränderungen bestärkt und affirmiert. I think this is what I wanted to say is that, and I think we haven't talked about this, but that we try and um, every now and then also have contributions by activists. So, mm -hmm. for example, uh, we had several pieces on Deutsche Wohnen und Co. and Eignen the last years. So this was the um, housing campaign, the housing municipalization, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly, here in Berlin. And, and that is, uh, I think, a connection or a bridge between academia and activism that is sometimes... Mm. stronger and sometimes a bit weaker in in the issues we publish mm. but i think that i think that that's an important 
part of the answer to your question yeah, also. That was, that was, that was um, another part of my question, actually. But yeah. Uh, you can maybe go on to that because that's another thing where we, we, we think about, we, we certainly s set ourselves the mission uh, in, in, in the podcast of connecting um, research with uh, activism and politics. Um, we're aware we haven't really managed that. We've had some activist uh, guests, but somehow it, it just works in the way that it becomes more of an urban research podcast. Um, we, we want to change that. Um, um, we wanted to ask you, I mean, how, how, do, you, uh, how do you guys uh, deal with that? Because as you said, it's part of that critical um, aspect um, but of course it's more than that it's, it's, it's praxis isn't it it's, um, how do you engage with uh, kind of the urban world around you and mm. um, you mentioned you have had some uh, contributions from activists so maybe if you, you want to talk a bit about the theory and the practice and the difficulties of, of, of doing that <laughs> mm -hmm. I think our aspiration is that we do engage a lot also with social movements, with activists, um, etc. Realizing, of course, that people who are fighting all the battles in the real world are in most cases also super busy and working in very precarious situations that are most often even more precarious than the work situations in a German academia. Mm. So um, we know that we can't really expect um, activists to kind of fill our journal somehow. Like, I, I think none of us has the illusion no. that this would happen. And we've also made the experiences that it's sometimes not so easy to bring um, activists or social movements in conversation with, like, more theoretical debates. Mm -hmm. And that that also needs to be done in a, in a fairly careful m manner, not to... I don't know, I mean, in, in one way not to exploit mm. people who are kind of mm, whose primary concern is obviously not publishing in like a scientific journal. <laughs> um, but at the same time, we also want to be relevant for people who are involved in movements, etc., and I think there's also, of course, often um, in many cases within these movements, you do also have academics that kind of engage. And I think, in, in yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I would agree or like uh, highlight the danger of of ex exploiting activists. So. Um, or kind of, you know, like not using them as, yeah, anyway, 
basically all that you said but what i what i actually want to say was that we like we even within our editorial board we have examples of uh of um you know research uh activists that kind of um you know are very active in both arenas and i think that that is quite quite a strong part of our dna as well um people um very active in are, are very active in um organizing around uh, housing issues here in berlin but also anti-racism for example um and that obviously shapes the way we work and sort of um uh look at uh things we publish tremendously yeah and then we also i mean not to like give this too much space but we also sometimes see ourselves as a sprachrohr or a platform for um petitions or or calls um uh, open letters um we had one for example where we then just like use the infrastructure we have to like assemble people for example the beginning of covid there was an open letter um on like the the on like um the responsibility or like the urgency of of the housing sector to respond to um homelessness all these questions around housing that um and and sort of like inequalities there that uh gained um an urgency during covid and the isolations um and so on um yeah and i mean i think going a bit away from this this question around content um like in the journal i think the very fact that we operate as an open access online journal with all of us working for free is a bit of a political move if you will within the german academic system no like there's this very strong sense of not wanting to be with a publisher for example like staying independent um uh network like you know creating a network establishing a network with all these other open access journals in order to to stay open access and to sort of like counter the hegemony of these like big publishers you know that take um huge fees and are not very accessible at all yeah, i wanted to ask a little bit about um the your impacts or um and also your interactions with uh German academic community over the over the last ten years. You know, how is you've mentioned something with about journals. You've created this network. There's there's uh, certainly um, being independent uh, and being apart from that and being open access is uh, I think is a really uh, uh, a big statement and it is a kind of a strong move in the context of academic publishing. You know, that's so captured by mm. these big publishers. Mm. Um, but how, how, what, how has Suburban uh, impacted on uh, uh, and interacted with uh, uh, German scientific communities? What, what kind of response have, has, has there been over the last 10 years? Mm-hmm. It's always difficult to really say like, oh yeah, this is exactly what we've um, done in some ways or the impact that we've had. Like we do have um, 
I think we know that we are read and that our readership increases. Mm -hmm. um, we do know that it's also in different disciplines that we do um, have like the diversity that we want to address is kind of also our in our readership. Mm -hmm. um, I think we are acknowledged as a serious journal because I mean when we all when we all started out like we have a very hier hierarchical academic system in Germany and at the time none of us had a professorship so we were all like in lecturer positions um, working uh, in precarious um, uh, contracts and um, I think in in our more hierarchical system it's also it is also a step to found a new journal from that position and I think that that's uh, um, an important thing for us also like in our non-hierarchical working ways and to also keep this momentum not to be too much within the institutions in some sense like uh, as we've existed now for this time and I think in between we also thought like okay if we then attach ourselves to like certain institutions like maybe that would also work but we consciously decided against it um Yeah, how are we perceived? I mean, Gala has said before that there's not this huge surge of critical urban studies within German academia. Like, I think over the last 10 years, it's probably grown, definitely. Like, I mean, it's super, like, it's really developed. And I think we do also have a part in it. And I think we're like super highly regarded by mm. that community that is growing. Um, but in the wider sense, like also there's, we're just, we're just a small pond in a large sea, maybe. Yeah, quite niche, no? For sure. <laughs> Still. Um, yeah, I think... I think there's two dimensions. No one is how have we developed as a, as a collective, and there I think it the way I, I look at it, having you know joined just a couple of years ago now, is that it was a very empowering process. No, like in Germany, you would usually not have a bunch of lecturers that you know some of you guys had finished their PhDs, either had yeah, yeah. Just, like that's like quite a lot Doing them and them so to take that courage if you will to just say no you know like we see there is a need for an interdisciplinary urban studies journal and so we're just gonna go for it I think is, is very unique and like super rare um, you would you know usually have five professors sitting around a table being like okay let's you know come up with, with an idea for a new journal I think that's how it would That that would be the usual mainstream way, and you guys just broke with that, and I think that was 
very brave and had a lot of momentum, no? And I think, I mean, I would even dare say that, that I don't know, I, or it's, I guess it's an open question if that was an inspiration to others as well to kind of just be like, hey, you know, we don't, you know, we don't have uh, permanent um, contracts, but uh, we have a voice nonetheless. And I think that is very inspiring to many um, early career researchers. It was to me anyway, for sure. And um, so that was the one thing. And then the other, yeah, I think... <laughs> I mean, it's so hard, like it's very self-referential and really hard to say, but I would also agree that Superman probably played a big part in sort of like the opening of uh, the urban studies conversation the last 10 years. Um, the fact that now, you know, it's, it's, it's very common for, uh, for students to read English-speaking uh, uh, papers, articles in in class. Um, the the conversation has broadened for sure, and I think, I don't know, in my humble opinion, I think Superman was a part of that. I don't know. Yes, we we're already talking about it, um, but if if you look over the last ten years, what would you say were the main? Um, Challenges, obstacles that you had to overcome. Obviously, financing is this um, constant problem. This is a big one. Um, and alongside that, what have been the main achievements? What have been the real highlights of the of the last ten things? Things that you think have really been great and like, good fun and uh, had a real impact on in, sort of debates and uh, uh, as well. I think the parties are usually quite good. <laughs> No, yeah, there's no party lined up at the moment, unfortunately. But um, I mean, we've had a lot of highlight issues, I suppose. Like we had um, the children one. The children one was a highlight, or the childhood one. Um, We did have. a fairly early one was um, on the post-political city. I think that was also a highlight. Um, the planning as political practice for me is still a highlight. Um, and many, many more. Like I think what we noticed, like what's what's what remains to be difficult for us sometimes is to generate a lot of submissions that are of high quality. So I think that we have invested a lot of time in working with authors to kind of improve quality that of submissions. We've noticed that we do get more submissions if we do calls for paper. So we kind of ended up doing more and more themed issues over the years. Like in the beginning, we also had some open issues still um so i think that that's i mean it's also get, gotten better i think but um we've had quite a few experiences also with like uh submissions that have received bad reviews and that were never touched again that kind of never made it into the journal um i mean our quote of acceptance I think is also not super high like I think it's less than half that kind of make it 
Um, and some, I mean, most have like quite, quite a few revisions in the end. <laughs> There's um, not so many occasions that articles just fly through. Um, so I think that that's kind of a process for us um, and still an issue. But um, we also are sometimes surprised with like the responses to some topics instead of others. Like I think that's kind of, yeah. So which, which topics have been really, really sort of hot ones that, and which ones have you thought were going to be really popular and just didn't really spark interest? I remember having just joined in 2020 one debate, uh, debate one in, like um, mm. contribution in the uh, debate section on um, East Germany and the role of urban research in East Germany um, was quite big, and we even had a public, I mean, Zoom event, like online Zoom event, where quite I think we had, we had a lot of participants, and that was that that was really interesting for people. So the question of like how to do research in Eastern Germany, and how you know like what are the limits also of like concepts and approaches um, developed in Western Germany, um, even mm -hmm. still today. So I think that 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 had a lot of resonance, and also that I think earlier issue on like urban social move social movements with uh, Margit Meyer and the debates around that I think is also something that people associate with um, Superban or think back or like I sometimes have people walk up to me and um, um, you know they they read that and that's sort of like what they think of when they think of Superban. Mm. I think the experiences that we've had is if the topic is too broad or too specific like mm. and it's sometimes a bit difficult to kind of strike the balance mm. um, and it's also sometimes a bit difficult to say like how many people are really working on certain topics on certain concepts or so the, the post-political city as far as I know or post-political urbanism has received quite a lot of submissions back then I mean it's years ago like it was one of our first issues and then I think as far as I know shortly after we had a an issue on the police or on police work and that was more complicated to receive as many submissions um, so It's a bit like, I think for us, it's also not always so easy to predict. Mm. So uh, looking uh, forward to, 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 to end uh, uh, the interview, um, do you have plans for uh, the, the coming years? Is there, a, is there a strategy? Are there certain things in the pipeline? Do you have things up your sleeve the, for the next few years for Suburban? What, what, what's in store for your readers? I mean, we just celebrated 10 years, uh, which was very big for us this year, uh, both with a special issue, but um, um, and also a new layout, yeah. yeah. Um, both of our um, homepage and uh, the print um, the the print version 
Um, I think, I don't know if that's like a, a plan or rather a question mark for to me for sure is is how we're gonna how we continue financing um the journal i think that's that's i mean the, the next two years with this koala initiative that um nina talked about is going to be much easier but you know still there's no continuous funding um, so, so that that's something that that worries us a lot, or that you know, like, is is just a never-ending story. Um, how we continue working as a collective, also, no, with like people, like I don't know, everyone's careers has developed a lot. You know, people have children, have uh, professorships, um, and. There's still so much that needs to be done for Superban, but I think resources are very scarce. Um, I mean, I think I didn't mention it before, but it's always two people, two editors reading, like like reading and editing one one text, and that takes a lot of time if you think about it. Um, so, how are we going to ne negotiate that in the future? Um, I think I think is also something to think about. I think another issue that we've kind of um, discussed for quite a while is how we can maybe also broaden the um, the the um, media. Like, how can we how can we include like also audio um, formats, uh, and um, how can we really make use of our digital platform i think we are also discussing like how can we like sometimes we discuss it or regularly we discuss it again like how can we kind of be relevant to the moment in some ways and i mean that is, in most cases we kind of decide against it like also when it goes according to what can you post here or there or do we join like a certain um petition or whatever and in in many cases we kind of decide against it because we don't really have the resources to do it and we um like what like the core things we do already take up quite a bit of time so i mean i think we do have aspirations to also include like audio formats and to kind of make the whole digital kind of world a bit more exciting but that's like an open construction site and we haven't really started addressing it i mean it would also be possible to in include films and all sorts mm. of things as an open access journal but like it, yeah so far we haven't managed but um hopefully we'll manage at some point because um it would be also great mm. um i think we do have a like right now we have a few um issues in the pipeline mm. that are coming that i think are also super exciting and we are meeting like as a as a collective we meet twice a year for like uh, yeah a retreat and um, this is usually the occasions when we discuss like what we do in the future mm. uh, which topics are coming up and um, we are going away today so wow. <laughs> I think now that we've um, managed like to do our celebrations and the redesign and stuff like this that's taken a lot of uh, work 
will address this uh, now. I think one thing or project on my mind that might be interesting for your listeners as mm -hmm. well is that we um, are looking to connect with journals um, in other countries um, who do, do, do similar things. Um, uh, we thought about the Radical Housing Journal in the UK, for example, but also uh, one in Milan in Italy. Um, and to like look at, I don't know, an exchange, but also maybe possible projects um, we could do together collectively, like internationally, while keeping true to our, you know, like mission to to broaden the German-speaking debate. I think that's something that many of us um, find very interesting or is, is definitely something something high up on the list. So do reach out if you're here. Thank you. Thank you both uh, very much. Uh, that was excellent and really illuminating. So everyone listening to the podcast should learn German and so they can read uh, Suboban. Uh, and uh, we'd certainly encourage them to do that. It take you a while, perhaps, but uh, it's certainly worth it if you can then read Suboban. So thanks. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks to you for listening. For more information, visit our website urbanpolitical.podigy.io Please subscribe and follow us on Twitter.